I V M. Hello and welcome to the Habit Coach Podcast. I am Ashtin Doctor, your Habit Coach, and today with me I have Swati Pandey from Magic Leaf Stevia. And um, if you missed the first podcast, please go make sure you listen to it, where we talk about stevia. What are the kinds of sweeteners that are available in the market? How should you move away from sugar to some of these sweeteners? And uh, today we are going to be focusing on Swati, not as a stevia geek, but as an entrepreneur. because even her story as an entrepreneur is fascinating and i want to share this with you because i know it will spark some idea in your mind i know it will spark something that makes you probably want to do something like this a journey of your own so without further ado swati welcome to the habit coach podcast again thank you ashwin pleasure awesome so swati tell us a little bit about yourself and how this amazing journey of the last 5 years started right um so uh, yeah it started about five and a half years ago um 2015 um is when um, i decided to do this full time but of course like any other idea i mean it has been there in my mind lingering somewhere you know for quite some time um by background i'm an engineer like you know like uh, a lot of indians um i went to uh, iit dhanbad i'm a mechanical engineer and then i went for my did you like engineering studies. i did actually um i am i have been a nerd and uh, i used to love physics you know and that mm-hmm. is the reason that i chose to uh, actually do engineering so i did enjoy it i asked this um, because i get so many questions from people and they tell me that they're doing engineering and i always ask them do you like engineering and about 75% say no not really i don't know what to do with myself so i think you know that like if you're being an engineer understand that it might not be that path that you might chose it might be something else that you might completely yeah. land up to it yeah absolutely i mean i have been a geek and uh, i like science i love science uh, so i did enjoy it um, but obviously i am now working in a completely different field um, but one thing that engineering really does to you is that it makes you a fast learner is is what i've seen that you you have your basics right and then you can pretty much learn anything uh, if you want and if you put your mind to it right yeah. um so i started out as an engineer i went to london did msc uh, from imperial college london i was also commonwealth scholar um worked in london in the venture capital space uh worked uh, in india as well uh, in 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 venture capital and then uh, went to singapore uh, i was in singapore for about 2 years working with a consulting firm mm. and in 2015 i decided to quit my job and i came back to india full time to uh, basically work on this business mm. um so that's the uh, you know long and short of it that's how it happened but uh, like i said that you know the idea had been there uh, for some time before i jumped into it full time and that happened when i was still studying at imperial so um, before that like i said that i love science uh, i was probably planning to go for a phd after my masters and you know get into research uh, somewhere um but i happened to join a summer school organized by the european union uh, where they actually selected some students from all around europe and they took them on a journey across europe so we went to different countries in europe uh and spent some time with entrepreneurs professors and you know got a sense of what was happening you know in the entrepreneurial world in europe and that was, was kind of my first 
it was i mean that is that was my first exposure to the business world and entrepreneurial yeah. world and that made me think that you know uh, that this was also a path that i could consider and i could choose because yeah. i have always been something somebody you know who is driven by making an impact so um, i wouldn't do something just for the sake of making money but uh, making meaning and you know being able to impact uh, the world and uh, the people is something that has you know that drives me and i realized that uh, you know being an entrepreneur that impact could be actually multiplied and amplified uh, you know many folds uh you know as compared to being a researcher and maybe uh, work on something and just publish papers and thesis correct correct so um that was kind of uh you know a turning point in my life and i love it so you took entrepreneurship and and turned it into impact you said that i want i don't want to just think business i want to think impact and that was yes, the absolutely. transition all right lovely yeah so that has always been the case i mean i i really wouldn't do anything that's just about making money unless it's doing something unless it's having an impact on somebody's life or the environment or you know uh, you know someone in some way um so uh, that's how uh, it started and uh, during that summer school i mean we came up with this name also called arboreal uh, it was an initial uh, team of five people and we were working on a social business idea where we were thinking that how can we help farmers you know uh, make more money or capture a higher uh, you know margin from the uh, supply chains of various products especially the non commodity products say uh, you know things like aloe vera things like say neem oil and all those things mm. Mm-hmm. um so it started like a social business and uh, we worked on it we won a couple of international business competitions got some funding as well uh but then we were all students at that point i was an msc student uh two of uh, my uh, you know team members were phd students so we all went in kind of different directions and the team disbanded um but when i came back to india after graduating uh, i worked with a venture capital fund in ahmedabad yeah. um so it was how did how did ciae and uh, it's called infuse venture so it was india's first sustainable energy focused venture capital fund at that time and uh, again i mean i think it was all serendipity that i again got into an environment where i was talking to a lot of entrepreneurs on a daily basis and that kind of reignited that uh, you know entrepreneurial uh, bug uh, yes. you know anything again and i felt like maybe uh, this is not the end and we should explore it further Mm-hmm. so i started talking to people in the industry and you know it kind of the business kind of evolved from being a pure play social business to a more commercial business with a strong social angle mm-hmm. um and when we thought of doing that i mean we felt that okay why just you know focus on uh, you know a lot of uh, different kinds of non commodity crops let's just identify one thing uh, you know that has uh, a global potential and a global market and that's how we came across stevia and stevia ticked a lot of boxes right mm-hmm. um it is a natural product so the raw material was going to come from the farmer so there was a potential to make an impact on the farmers lives uh, this was a product that was going to have a very positive impact on the consumers lives as well the diabetics the weight watchers people with obesity and it had a lot of scope for innovation 
So being an engineer, I didn't want to, uh, you know, do something that was already there. You know, I didn't want to do a me to venture that this is a business model. We know it works somewhere else and then just take it and, you know, port it to a different setting and then do it. There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, a lot of people do it, but being an engineer, being in, being a geek, I didn't want to do it. Um, and as we studied, you know, Stevia more and more, we realized that there was still a lot of scope for innovation. So people ask us that, you know, Stevia has been around for quite some time. So what is new, right? I mean, it has been there. Um, but the thing is that Stevia has come a long way. And in the last four or five years, uh, ever since we started the business, things have changed a lot. Um, there is still, in fact, uh, it's still, I would say it's still a very nascent industry. Um, there's still a lot of scope for innovation in terms of improvement of taste, improvement in terms of, uh, you know, extraction efficiency and all those things. So uh, it ticked all the right boxes and uh, I just decided that this was it. So, yeah, and then decided to quit my job and came back. Lovely. You know, you're so right because it takes the geeky part of trying new, um, you know, processes of pr- pr- producing stevia. It takes the part about people don't know really what Stevia is because they keep, I keep getting so many messages saying, what do you think about Stevia? What is Stevia? And uh, I think it is a growing path that is, and you've chosen the perfect uh, plant, I think, to focus on, especially in today's day and age. Everybody is talking about, you know, moving away from sugar, moving away from those alternatives, healthier lives. So fantastic. Kudos. So now you decided saying, chalo, stevia. What happened next? Yeah. Right. So, um, and I would say that I've been very lucky to actually uh, find the right team uh, to do this with. Mm. So my co-founder, Manish, he was, uh, he's also an engineer with Spilani and he went to London Business School. Then he would work with a hedge fund, a top tier hedge fund in London for about five years. He was on a very fast uh, growth path in his career and he was making really good good money and you know uh, he had that kind of a career path that most people uh, really dream of yes and uh, I somehow managed to convince him to quit his job as well and uh, he came back to India to become a farmer essentially because at that time we were focusing on agri I mean that was uh, the starting point because if we were not able to figure that part out then there was no point in getting into the extraction because there was no supply chain for raw material. If, even if we had put up a factory, where how do you even run it without the raw material? So initial two, three years were literally just about farming and agri. And uh, I have to give it to Manish that he uh, left his uh, you know lucrative career, came back to India and stood on the farms, became a farmer himself. He was new to farming as well. So we made a lot of mistakes initially. Uh, but I think that commitment was there and uh, yeah, we've been at it for, for the last five years. And uh, so apart from him, then we... So why uh, did you have to start from the farming process directly? Sorry, I'll ask yeah, that again. So like I said, right, uh, so when you take the leaf and you extract the sweet compounds from it, right, the percentage of that sweet compound present in the leaf is very critical for your mm. economics, right? Mm. Um, the leaves that were being grown in India had very low content uh, of, of the mm. sweet compound. So if we just took that and we asked just farm, asked farmers to just grow the same variety, and if we took that and we tried to do extraction using it, 
the economics wouldn't have worked we would never be able to compete the, with the chinese uh, you know suppliers and we knew that this was going to be a global game and we will have to compete on the prices um so that's why we realized that i mean you have to you know work uh, with the variety i mean that is really the starting point and so we did multiple agronomic trials in different uh, you know states of india we did nadu jharkhand mm. everywhere we imported a lot of different varieties from different parts of the world uh, did a lot of trials a lot of r and d and then managed to actually identify the right variety which is uh, very high yielding and currently the variety that we are growing it has very high percentage of sweet compound so even if you taste the the leaf directly you will feel the difference it's it's the intensity is much higher do you have like stevia tasters like you have tea tasters and coffee tasters the stevia tasters also well we have become stevia tasters ourselves okay. um i don't think that uh, you know there's anyone trained uh, you know on stevia that way um but yeah i mean the way we do it is we get a lot of people and try to increase that pool uh, you know for feedback so we get it tasted by a lot of people take their feedback and then kind of take uh, the average so there's and a method of actually might getting be a stupid that. question but you know like how tea grown in different parts tastes different and you can get different flavors from it you can get a chocolate flavor from it you can get a yeah. light rose flavor from some teas does the same thing happen with stevia can you also get naturally different tasting stevias or do they all absolutely. just taste sweet in different com- compositions no no absolutely it will taste different uh, the uh, the flavor profile will be different and uh, an easy way to understand this is this right that like i said stevia is not just one single molecule right so when i say stevia i'm not talking about one particular glycoside or one particular compound right i am talking about uh, a collection of different glycosides and this uh, this comprises of primarily two three main glycosides and the remaining are in very small quantities so say there is steviocide there is ribocide a there is ribocide b if i gave all these compounds to you in uh, you know in 100% pure pure form they would taste different mm. so now when you combine them together the relative composition of these different compounds are going to decide the taste right and depending on where it was grown how it was grown in fact when it was harvested also just like tea if you harvest it when uh, it's over mature or when you harvest it when it's uh, under mature the taste is going to uh, you know differ as well because the glycoside content changes so absolutely just like tea i mean where you are sourcing it from has a huge impact and that is the reason that we only work with our own variety so we don't procure other varieties uh, and we work with farmers we give them our plant our our germplasm and we only purchase that so i ever going to then have variants saying late harvest early harvest pick during monsoon pick during this kind of a like you know like how tea has grown into from white tea to early harvest tea to high altitude yeah. tea yeah Is absolutely i think there, like yeah i think that point may come uh, depending on how the adoption of the leaf directly goes right i mean i mm. hear a lot of uh, you know feedback from uh, customers who actually love the leaf so yeah. uh, they use it directly in their uh, you know tea or coffee and they love it and so it's just like you know some people develop a taste for it and i think if that adoption happens and again i mean we understand that it's it's kind of a new product so it's going to take time 
um but i think it can happen that people will get used to stevia just the way it is just like they've gotten used to tea or coffee right and they'll start consuming right. directly and they'll get familiar with the taste absolutely yeah. okay your bit became farms that is where we left off the story at so now yola in the fields yola uh, hal yeah. chalaving and what happens yeah <laughs> so uh, yeah so we did all those trials and uh, we managed to identify a variety that was very high yielding mm. and in parallel and then we had to find a model that worked for the farmers because we didn't want to do the farming part ourselves i mean we mm. the problem with uh, you know india is that, that the land holding sizes here are very very small so we didn't want to get into the farming part because it's not that you could just get a 1000 acre farm here and then just you know mechanize it totally and do it yourself so we wanted to leave the farming part to the farmers so we had to you know come up with a model that worked for the farmers as well um and basically a win win model right uh, economic that worked for us and something that motivated farmers to actually move to a new crop and that took quite some time because this was a new crop farmers hadn't done it before the farmers have been conned by so many people you know in the in the past especially in the medicinal plant space so uh, they are very careful and they are very skeptical when uh, you know you approach them with a new proposition so what we had to do was we had to set up the farms ourselves first oh wow uh, and we had to turn farmers so we had we set up literally demonstration farms uh, that we could then show to these farmers mm-hmm. and we would take them there and show them that this is how it is done and slowly we build that trust and uh, by doing the cultivation of so if you just search on youtube right you would find a lot of videos where people talk about oh you can make like 9 lakhs in profit from stevia you know in one year from one acre that's not true i mean we have done those we have done farming ourselves and we have you know validated all those numbers the economics and how it works how much output do you get and how much profit will you get how much cost goes into it so when we talk to the farmers we tell them the real numbers that no 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 you are not going to get 3000 kilograms i mean the realistic number is probably around 1500 or so hmm. uh, so we had to do a lot of that work and in parallel uh, we were developing this extraction technology as well so for that we also we were lucky to actually uh, get some very senior scientists uh, you know on board who hmm. came with that uh, you know extraction and biochemistry background so that really helped um, as well and we uh, i i still remember the the first extract that we produced in the lab uh, it was really like a you know moment of achievement and we have that picture as well with the boil where we have the the first extract wow so we did that and um, uh, so this is an ongoing work i mean we are continuously trying to improve uh, the extraction process and the efficiencies and then the third part was the Correct. formulations we realized that you know so arboreal essentially is a b2b company and we work with a lot of other businesses um we realized that most people that we spoke to most of you know most of these food and beverage businesses uh making say shakes or snacks or chocolates or you know whole lot of different things there was a good chance that they had heard of stevia before that they had even used stevia before but in most cases the uh, you know the opinion was that that stevia doesn't work again i mean because of its taste it doesn't taste work well in you know yeah. cookies or in certain applications so we realized that uh, making stevia was not enough making stevia work 
was more important and that is why we set up an application center so we have a team of food technologists and their only job is to make stevia work in different applications so we make different blends for different kinds of applications for we have done chocolate we have done milkshakes uh, tabletop sweetener is there of course uh, tea coffee whole lot of different applications and uh, even with magic leaf stevia i mean based of based on our customers feedback we are continuously improving the uh, the formulation and that is i think one advantage we have being a manufacturer as well as having our r&d in house so we do everything in house end to end every nothing is outsourced hmm. super and you know what i love about your story is that it started off as an idea as a dream creating impact and then as you started progressing you started saying oh no this is not going to work you have to try and figure out something else oh no this yeah. is not going to work you're going to try and figure out something else and i want everyone to understand that that this is a process that you have to get on you know we just see the end result you know people will order your stevia at the end of the day and then we'll sit on the table and we'll say oh wow so nice they made this but i want people yeah. to understand that it is a step by step process it is a step of learnings every single time saying oh no it's not so simple you can't just grow stevia and then make it fine now we need to find get get farmers together oh now that we've got farmers together the quality is not good okay now we need to f- figure out how do we improve the quality of these products and you know i love the way that this iteration has gone on in your highs and lows how did you deal with it right um so there uh, really have been a lot of highs and lows um even in the initial days i think when we were uh, you know we were uh, trying to develop uh, this uh, proprietary variety um there were instances when we were like on the verge of losing hope that this is probably not not possible right even before i got into this industry i remember spoke, speaking to some industry veterans you know from the uh, herbal industry space and they clearly told me that don't don't try doing this this is not possible right uh, the chinese are way ahead of us you will never be able to compete with them um so um, all those things happened but i guess it is really again the impact you know that that drives me and i think uh, that is why it's important that you have a bigger purpose you know associated with the business um otherwise it's just too easy to lose hope um yeah but if you have like a bigger vision a bigger purpose then that kind of uh, yeah. you know drives you i completely agree with you if if you're starting this for pure money yeah sure start it but like you know when times are hard and you lose money you're going to feel there's no point so you have to yeah and you can always feel like if, if you're doing it for money you are always like evaluating other opportunities as well right that this is yeah. not working well but maybe there's something else you know that will help me you know get to that level faster and i'll be able to make more money you know in that period um and if if i look at it i mean it's been 5 years right and we actually launched our first b2c product after 5 years which is very unusual in the startup world right i mean in in startups you launch fast and you fail fast but yeah. with us i mean we were really doing that fundamental r&d and that is why it took us so long correct absolutely it, it yeah. the gestation period was just so long in the process yeah. of creating this product lovely yeah. Yeah. and um, and now what do you see the future what are what are interesting things that you're like working on that is that, that you're very excited about right so um, magically cvi is actually getting very good response and especially uh, during the covid you know we have we have really seen uh, a surge in demand uh, it seems people uh, have become a lot more conscious about their health 
you know the entire conversation about you know thinking about your health doing you know something for your health and not not just take it for granted i think that has uh, become a thought that you know a lot of people are now adopting and uh, so that's that's one bit that is like that has like really picked up uh, beyond our expectations so while you know covid has had obviously a negative impact and you know a lot of other uh, you know a lot of our uh, other plans kind of got uh, off track because of that but then uh, you know a lot of new opportunities also arose and uh, this was kind of a validation that this is a product that people want and need uh, so we have been supplying to you know all around india and initially we were thinking that you know this is going to be a premium product and this is going to be probably a niche product mm-hmm. and uh, just like uh, most of our customers will be in tier 1 uh, you know towns maybe mumbai delhi bangalore uh is what we are looking at initially in fact your pack, packing is so fa- fancy right i remember the first time i yeah. got your pack and, and it's a glass bottle and then you had a little yeah. note along with it and it was so cool and i was like definitely trying to target tier 1 but you were just telling me like tier 2 and every everybody else is getting on board yeah and not just tier 2 i mean we are uh, getting orders from villages right i mean these are places where it's difficult for us to find the pin code i mean these people don't even know the pin code uh, and usually and in some cases the addresses are given like you know uh, is gali ke piche or wo mandir ke bagal mein you know <laughs> like that so um, but it's really hard to see that uh, yeah so uh, but it's really heartening to see the kind of demand we are seeing you know we have delivered products in uh, andaman and nicobar nagaland chhattisgarh uh, places that we haven't even uh, you know heard of so we realized that this is okay uh, you know that this product is not just for tier 1 it's actually uh, a pan india product and this is a product that you know people need and want and people have been asking ki kahan milega kidhar milega um and you know a lot of interestingly a lot of hindi speaking uh, you know audience so we literally had to hire like tele callers who could call them and explain and help them you know uh, make an order so some of these people are not very uh, you know well versed with actually operating online or going to a website mm-hmm. making an account making a payment so they usually just leave the number and then our team calls them and explains the whole thing and even if they are convinced then they place an order nice so it's been it's been a great journey it's been kind of a discovery for us that you know that what we have created is is uh, you know it it has a bigger potential than maybe what we thought super right now you guys have a normal stevia you'll have a keto stevia and yeah. hopefully you will come out with lots more variants i'm very excited yeah, about so that yeah so we are coming up with uh, a liquid drop Okay. Uh, we are coming up with a flavored liquid liquid drop because we realize that people in india you know especially their chai people yeah. yeah especially their chai people drink with you know ginger and uh, mint as well so we will be coming up with some uh, flavored versions as well hmm. and uh, there are a couple of other products as well in the pipeline nice when is the liquid one coming out i want that liquid one so that uh, the formulation has been finalized we have done the taste trials and everything uh, we are currently finalizing the packaging and the vendors and everything then testing to me also i'll, I'll give you feedback yeah we can do that absolutely uh, hopefully by the end of this month uh, we should have it okay. super so anything else you want to say before before i do 
closing remarks i guess uh, it's been a really uh, long but rewarding journey and uh, like i said that you know if we were doing it just for money i mean there were probably a lot of other opportunities where we could make the equal amount or maybe more money uh, you know especially because of the background that you know both of us me and manish came from but it is really the purpose and uh, you know what we are trying to do here that keeps us uh, you know going so yeah super i think it's a completely inspiring story i hope lots of people hear this and choose to start something of their own choose to do something follow in these footsteps understand that there's a commercial part to it but you can also have a social part to it you can create that social impact you can start creating change in people's lives and that is i think the best way of understanding entrepreneurship and moving forward from there thank you so much swati for coming on the habit coach podcast and having this conversation with me where can people reach out to you how can people order from you what should they do thank you so much ashtain for having me loved having this discussion um i'm actually quite active on linkedin so people can reach out to me on linkedin or on instagram i'm on swati_arborial um and they can write to me on my email as well which is swati@arborealstudio.com awesome thank you so much have a good day thanks guys for listening bye 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 if you'd like to buy a product from magic leaf when checking out from their website don't forget to use the promo code the habit coach to avail of a further discount on that if you like this podcast don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the ivm network you can listen to us on the ivm podcast app or ivmpodcast.com you can also follow us on social media we are at ivm podcasts on twitter and instagram if you want to reach out to me i am ashdin doc on twitter and instagram you can find lots more information on my website awesome180.com or check out different content on my youtube channel called a w e s o m e 180 that's awesome180 hey hey it's been another great week on the ivm podcast network on all things policy ananya desai and rohan pai discuss recurrent bans on fireworks during festive seasons in india and discuss possible solutions to tackle india's air pollution problem on the habit coach podcast ashton doctor welcomes sahil mehta an esteemed mountaineer and author of the book break free Sahil shares a transformative experience which became the catalyst for embracing discipline and fulfillment. The episode explores the profound impact of vulnerability on personal growth. Folks, if you like our shows, do spread the word, tell your friends and don't forget to rate and review them wherever you're listening to them. Follow us on social media. We are IVM Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn. You'll also find all our shows on YouTube at youtube.com/ivmpodcasts. And finally we would like to thank our sponsors this week Omidyar Network India Abbott IDFC First Bank and Save Life Foundation thank you for making this possible